you made great sacrifices to give when you could be putting that money to something else, but you gave it and invested it into the kingdom of God. You know, when you invest in the kingdom of God, God will invest right back into you. When you invest in the kingdom of God, God will invest right back into you. And he will show that in ways right when you need it. I was talking to someone about giving in church attendance. And they were challenging me about giving and about church attendance. And I had one individual, this will be shocking to some, but some it won't be, that said he attends church, which church is, by the way, in his home with a few other of his friends, once a quarter. I said, that is interesting. Why only once a quarter? He said, well, I only meet with my board. This is talking about his, his corporate job. I only meet with my board once a quarter. That's how we hold each other accountable, once a quarter. There's no need for me to go to church more than once a quarter. I said, I said, okay. And he said, well, how often do you go? I said, well, I go like three, four times a week. He looked at me like I had four heads. He thought that was just way too much church. I said, well, the way I view church I didn't want to get into scripture with this person. I just wanted to talk common sense, ground level. Because how can you understand spiritual things if you don't understand the natural? And so I, I said, I, I view church and giving as investments. And I call them deposits. I said, if you was to go to the bank right now, could you withdraw $3 million? He answered, he answered that question. I said, well... I cannot withdraw three million because I haven't deposited three million. I said, but if I've deposited three million, I can withdraw three million. I said, so I attend church and I give in the kingdom of God because those are deposits that I'm making into the kingdom of God. Because there's going to be times in my life when I need to make a withdrawal. There's times in my life when I need to make a withdrawal and I don't need to feel condemned that God doesn't hear me because I haven't been making deposits into the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've been there where I don't feel adequate enough to ask God for anything. I don't feel adequate to ask him, Lord, I need you because it's in those times where we need him. That's when the enemy condemns you that you're not going to get it because you're lacking deposits. Can I help somebody that's lacking deposits? That's why we thank God for the grace and his mercy. He gives us things even when we don't even deserve it. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for a God like that. When I fell on my knees and my face and I cried out to the Lord, even when I didn't make a deposit, the Lord still gave me grace. Amen. Amen. But, but, but because I'm making deposits in the kingdom of God, I can go to the throne of grace with boldness. Not that I'm saying, Lord, I've done this for you. Now I need you to do this for me. Oh, no, my friend. It don't work like that. He's God. <laughs> he, he, he's God. 
However, when I go before the throne, I know that I can make my petition known, believing that he hears my cry. He hears my prayer. And I know that God is going to give it to me in time. Hallelujah. He's going to give it to me in time. And, and, And so that's why it's important for me to deposit in the kingdom of God. And when I'm making deposits, Buster, I'm not just making them for myself. I know I I need you to get this. Are you 20 years old? 20? You had to think about that, brother? (laughs) Man, come on now. Oh, your birthday's coming up. Okay, 20 and a half. There you go. Okay, I, I didn't know they still did that at 20 years old. Amen. Okay, okay, all right. 20 and a half, okay? I, I, I need you to understand it now, though. Okay? Before you marry, before you have children, before you have other responsibilities. Because if you can make investments now, and the reason why I make investments now is because I don't know my future. God knows my future, but I don't know my future. And there can be something down the line that I don't even know what's coming. But because of my investments, because of my deposits that I've made down through the years, God sees and knows when I'm going to need him in a time of trouble. Am I helping you? Am I making sense here? And so I make deposits now because I know tomorrow is not promised to me. That's why Jesus, I'm going to get back, okay? That's why Jesus said, take no fault on tomorrow. You focus on right now. You make a deposit right now. You worship me right now. You believe right now. Right now, you do what you can do because I'm going to take care of your tomorrow. I'll take care of your next week. And see, too often, we don't make deposits today because we're already thinking about next week. We're already thinking about our tomorrow and how we can affect and change things. I'm sorry, you cannot affect or change anything of your tomorrow unless you make a decision today to make a change. That's why I say your worship today can be your saving grace tomorrow. That's why I clap my hands and lift my voice. Even if I don't need anything right now, I'm clapping my hands for tomorrow. I'm dancing for tomorrow. I'm saying thank you, Jesus, for tomorrow because I don't know what I'm going to face tomorrow. But today is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Amen. And if my children need help, when my children don't pray, daddy's praying. When my children aren't crying, daddy's crying. When my children aren't reading the word, daddy's reading the word. Because I'm saying, Lord, cover my children. Lord, protect my children. Lord, help my children. I'm making deposits for my family. Hallelujah. I wish I had some mommy and daddies in here that'll talk back to me. God has ever put your children on your mind. It's three o'clock in the morning. You wondering why your child is on your mind. God is trying to say, get up, make a deposit. Get up, make a deposit. Because God knows what they're about to deal with. And you can intercede. I wish I had a mommy in here that would intercede on behalf of your children. Has anybody received a phone call from their kid and say, Mama, you don't know what happened to me today, but about four in the morning, right when you was up praying, God. Hallelujah. 
See, I, I, that's a personal testimony to me because when the Lord filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I can just hear my mother and father, especially my mother, saying, boy, I was praying for you. I was praying for you. See, when I wasn't praying for myself, I had a mama that was praying for me. Ha, glory be to God. And, and, and so we, we must be a church of application. Be, because here's the thing, uh, Brother and Sister Rivera, y'all know enough. We know enough. So now let's apply what we know. Hello? Oh, okay. Thought my mic was off. <laughs> Apply what you know. Why are you seeking greater, greater revelation? I want you to. Okay? Are you 20 and a half as well? Okay. Just checking. 19 and a half. Three quarters. <laughs> I love my church. Uh, uh. Apply what you already know. Okay? If you apply what you already know, then God can advance you to the next level. It's no different than on the job, right? I, I, when I worked in the corporate world, when I, when I ran AT&T stores, it was amazing to me because the people within their first week, we would have these uh, evaluations to where after, um, I want to say a month, I think after 30 days, we would bring them in and let them know, okay, where we are, here's how we're doing, you know, this is a good job for you, or, you know, uh, Home Depot's across the street, you know? So, so we, we, would, we, would, we would have those conversations with them. And, and, and it's always amazing to me how the ones with zeal and ambition, they would come into the office and say, what's next, boss? <laughs> what's next? How about day 31 is next? <laughs> you, like, they already wanted a promotion. They was already looking for the advancement. They were already trying to go to the next level, and they, they just got to 30 days. Just apply what you know now and let God advance you. It's the same thing in the kingdom of God, right? Just apply what you know now. Let, let God advance you. And what you do in secret, God will reward openly. That's, apply what you know now. So if you know to pray every day, pray every day. If you know that. If you know to read your word every day, then just do that every day. If you know to get up and give God glory every day, just do that every day. Just apply what you know. Because I have been preaching and teaching in this church for a year, in the year of 2022, that we are having preparation for acceleration. I said 22 was a year of preparation. 23 is going to be a year of acceleration. And if we want acceleration, we must have application. We cannot have acceleration if we don't apply what we already know. The quickest way, the key to acceleration is application. If you want to move forward, do what you know to do right now. And God will push you forward. He will elevate you to a new level. And when the evangelist was here, he was uh, over the New Year's 
on Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. Brother Vinny Azzolini was talking about, I wrote it down here. He said, don't miss your moment. You remember that. He gave us a list of things on what not to do to miss our moment. Gave us a list of things, what not to do in order to not miss our moment. But then there was other things, another list that he gave in order to seize our moment. And some of the things that he talked about, one of them was staying in the spirit or being led by the spirit. You want to know how to stay in the spirit, Brother Brian? You want to know how to be led by the spirit? Well, stay in his word. Oftentimes, the question is asked, how do I stay in the spirit? How am I led by the spirit? How do I hear God's voice or is it my voice? You ever asked that question? The answer to that is easy. Stay in the word. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So if you want to stay in the spirit, just stay in his word. That's how you stay in the spirit and be led by the spirit. You wake up every day and you open up that Bible. Because when you read his word, his word is spirit and his word is life. That's why John opens up and say, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and that word was God. The word is spirit and it is life. You stay in his word. No wonder Jesus taught his disciples, give us this day our daily bread. We're too often not reading the word trying to live off yesterday's bread. I'm sorry, yesterday's bread won't work. You've got to wake up today and say, Lord, speak to me, feed me. And the Lord is talking back to you saying, I'm trying to feed you. Open up your Bible. That, that's where I'm speaking the most. You know, we, we have, has anyone ever got on your knees and prayed and say, Lord, speak to me? Anybody, anybody ever, ever did that? Lord, Lord, sp talk to me. Speak to me. Please, Lord, speak, speak to me. Talk, talk to me, Lord. And then you get up frustrated because you didn't hear his voice. I have no honest people in here. No, nobody? You got him said. <laughs> he didn't say nothing. And now you go throughout your day frustrated at God. When the Bible was right on your nightstand. He's right there. He got 66 books. Someone was telling me the other day, well, I don't trust that Bible. You know, there, what about all the other books that are not in the Bible? What about all the other ones that are not in there? I said, well, what are you doing with the 66 that are there? That ended that conversation. We, you, you can't even obey the ones that are there. Why you want 55 more of them? I don't. I just want these 66. Let me just follow these first. Never get frustrated because God isn't speaking because God is always speaking. You just got to open up his word. His word is spirit and it is life. Just open up that Bible. I'm telling you, that's how you can be led by the spirit. That's how you can recognize his voice because his voice has already been spoken. His word is everlasting to everlasting. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. That's his word. So apply what you already know to do. Just, just apply it. Know what to do and work hard at it and be diligent at it. Be diligent with it. Be consistent with it. Led by the Spirit. 
we have to be able to obey, obey, excuse me, have obedience, consistency. All these things are very important when it comes to not missing our moment, what the evangelist was speaking about. Having a spirit of obedience, being consistent, being focused on what the task is. You know, if you understand and read the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was very focused and very diligent in what the task was going to be. Nehemiah was challenged because the walls had now crumbled down in Jerusalem. And Nehemiah goes back and he, he, he wants to help rebuild these walls because now his city uh, is not protected. His, the beautiful city of Jerusalem now is, is, is a waste. It's a laughing stock and no one even considers it serious enough because they have no walls. It's like that in our life. If we don't build up walls upon the foundation that God has given us, people will look at this, look at you as if you're a joke. You're not a real Christian. Why? Because you haven't built up walls. What are walls? Walls of conviction walls of separation walls that say you know what I'm not doing that because God has brought me out of that I'm putting up that wall I'm not going back to drugs and alcohol why because God has brought me out of that so that is a wall now I'm not going back to that lifestyle I don't dress like that anymore because God has given me modesty so I'm coming out of that that is a wall now there's certain walls of conviction that all of us should have that have separation from the world uh-huh. separation from the world and it also helps you to not allow things in that should be coming in always say if you stop things at the door it'll never get in your house y'all want me to go back up here don't y'all okay I'm too close yeah 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 it's, if, you, if, if you stop it at the door it'll, 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 it'll never get in so Nehemiah said well we got to rebuild these walls and Nehemiah was faced with all type of obstacles as we know and Nehemiah is, is faced and was faced with the same things that you and I are faced with. When we go to try to build up walls, let me make it very plain. When you go to try to build up your relationship with Jesus Christ. Nehemiah was attacked by his enemy saying it will never happen. It will never be done. Even if you try to, it will just come crumbling down anyway. So many of us are attacked that way to where even when we try to go and start something, the enemy tells us it would never work. So what do we do? We never even start to begin with. And even as we start building the wall, the enemy says, well, here they are now starting to build the wall. Let's come up with a plan of attack in order to stop them from building the wall. And as we're going on our journey, that's what the enemy does. He wants to stop you from succeeding in what you set out to do. So therefore, we get halfway through the project and now we stop it. And because we stop the project halfway, well, what is it that we will even start the next project? We never even try to do it. And if you continue to read in the book of Nehemiah, I'm going to fast forward here very quickly. Nehemiah then, the last thing that Nehemiah was attacked with was his character. If you understand the story of Nehemiah, they try to attack his character because if I can't get him through the enemy, if I can't get Nehemiah convinced that he will not do this, if I can't convince other people to come against him, if all the people were united and one to rebuild the wall, then I'm going to attack his character. Because if your character can be challenged, nobody will follow you. If your character will be challenged, nobody will believe you. 
And Nehemiah still had to have enough strength to know that if God be for me, who can be against me? And he had to still be able to work through what other people were considering a character flaw. So even when people come up against you as a character flaw, you have to know that that's not me. And that's a lie from the devil. And if the devil says no, then that, it has to be a yes. <laughs> because everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And if he says yes, then it's got to be a no. It has to be because he's a lie. And so therefore, we have to be able to fortify ourselves, if you will, to be able to say it shall be done. We have to apply what we already know in order to accelerate in life. And if you have a desire to accelerate this year, I'm talking about acceleration. Go further and higher than you ever have before. I just want you to lift your hands and begin to shout hallelujah. Uh, you have to have a mental mindset, a mentality to say that I'm moving forward this year. I'm not letting anything in 22 hold me back or keep me down, but I will move forward. Someone lift your hands one more time. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, 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 I'm telling you that I feel acceleration. I've been feeling it for a long time. I'm feeling it in my own personal life. I'm feeling it in this church and I'm speaking it over your life that God is going to excel you on your jobs. God's going to excel you in your homes. God's going to excel you in your relationships. God's going to excel you with your children. God's going to excel you with your children's children. God's going to excel things. Matter of fact, I feel a resurrection in my spirit right now. I'm talking about things that were once dead, God's going to resurrect it and it's going to excel. I'm telling you, nothing's going to stop the moving of the Holy Ghost, that when God decides to move, it's going to happen. You've just got to believe it. You've got to receive it within your spirit. Somebody shout, accelerate. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Ha. Glory be to God. Acceleration 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 but the key to your acceleration is going to be your daily application you cannot change anything about your life until you change what you do daily it will not change you can shout acceleration all day you can hope for everything but until you apply it it won't change you must apply what pastor what you already know to do you already know what to do. Just apply that. I don't know much about the word. What do you do know? What do you know? Just do that. Just do that part of what you know to do, and God will honor and give you more. I'm telling you. Because when you do that, whew, I, I, I feel God right here. Because when you do that, I'm telling you, your approach to his house will be different. You will no longer just come here saying, Pastor, could you please feed me? Could you please help me? Could you please preach me happy? Your approach to church would even be different because you have been doing daily with God. 
You've been daily with him. You are coming to church to encourage your brothers and sisters. You're excited to see your family. You're excited just to be around your brothers and sisters to magnify the same God that you've been praying to every single day. Your approach to how you worship will be different. I'm telling you that when a first-time guest comes into this house, they should say, my Lord, my God, what is going on with these people? Why are they so happy? Why are they so cheerful? Why it seems like everything is going good? No, it's not that we're perfect. It's just that we serve a great God who sits on a great throne, who's been with me Monday through Saturday. Now when I come into the house of the God, I've got a reason to praise him. I've got a reason to magnify the Lord. I wonder if somebody in here will leap to your feet and give God a great praise. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Let's remain standing, please. Because you've applied what you already know to do. And your application is going to be your key to acceleration. And church, this won't be the last time I preach this. But I'm going to preach this all year long. All year long. All year long. All year long we have to apply. All year long, you're going to hear pastor, here, he go, here goes pastor again talking about Apple. Here he goes again because we got to apply. We have to apply. We have to apply. I know when, 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 a, when, a, when a person preaches or teaches, you only obtain so much. What you obtain, apply that. Are you with me? What you obtain, go home and say, I'm going to apply that. This is what I took home today. This is what I learned today. Now I'm going to apply it. Why would the Lord give you more and you're not giving him what he's already done? The little that he has given you. Sister Prue, have I preached this before? That oftentimes we are missing out on what belongs to us because God is still waiting on us to praise him for what he's already done. I think I've said that before, once or twice. Amen? Oftentimes, we are frustrated at this. When God is saying, can you please just turn around and thank me for this? we're, we're, We're waiting on this to happen, but God is saying, if you just thank me for what I've already done for you, I'm telling you, I will open up greater doors for you because you've already thanking me for what I've already done. But God sometimes is wondering and looking around saying, why should I give you more when you're not even grateful for what you already got? (laughs) My God, I can preach that thing right there. We've got to learn how to praise him for what he's already done. That's why I don't have to look far to give my God praise. If you have a hard time giving him praise, I dare you to turn around. Look at your yesterday. Look at your last week. Look at your last year. Look at some of the things he's brought you out of that you know you didn't deserve to be brought up. But I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for his mercy. And I'm going to give him praise for bringing me thus far. Hallelujah. 
Ah, uh, yes. So apply. 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 And watch God accelerate. 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 Ooh, Sister Case, I'm telling you, it's going to happen in your life. I'm speaking it right now. It's going to happen in your life. Just apply what you already know to do. That's it. You may say, man, pastor, that's simple. I'm telling you, it is that simple. It is that simple. Just apply what you already know and watch God take you to a level this year that you have not been at before. I believe that in Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands together. Lord, in the name of Jesus.